for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. It's me, Andrew, and with me is... Uh, it's your friend, Max. Hey, and Robert. And uh, guys, did you hear that? The theme song played. That was yes. new. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I bought a new computer, or my wife bought me a new computer in like, early in the year, and because it's fucking Apple, I didn't realize that like all the things that I could do with my old MacBook... Uh, I couldn't do on the new MacBook without like a million different accessories. Some of them ding dang accessories, and uh, proprietary accessories. That's right. And so I figured out the combination of things that I needed for my soundboard to work with the computer, and I did it. So now we got some music playing right. into the speakers. It feels so fresh and so new. Yeah. And like I think biting it's biting into a crisp apple. That's right. So I think it's going to breathe some new life into the podcast. What do you guys think? I feel invigorated already. Uh, guys, why don't we get right into some... Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Ah, uh, Ben. Uh, movies we've seen. Uh, Max, why don't you go first? What movies you seen, boy? Uh, I've only seen one, and it was a rewatch. Rewatched Inside Out, Pixar movie about emotions. Ah. Cried all the way through it. From beginning Maybe. to end, you cried? Yes, and the tears never stopped. I mean, it's a, like, I, this like, is a, a Pixar movie. Uh. <laughs> um, I, I want to say real quick, it, I think it, I was talking about uh, Pixar movies. We watched Finding Nemo. This isn't my movies we've seen segment. I'm not bojacking your, bojack horsemaning your um, segment, but I, I was just thinking about, I think Inside Out is my favorite Pixar movie. Oh, damn. Wow. Oh, that's, Wow. So what's the what's the thing that that sets it over the top? I think what's, it's what makes it better than others. I I think like the I love the voices in it. I think like Amy Poehler does a great job. Mindy Kaling does a great job. Bill Hader, um, fuck, why can't I remember his name? The Daily Show guy, Louis Black. Louis Black. Louis Black. Um, Who's Mindy? Huh? Who's Mindy? Mindy is um. She's gosh, disgust. That's right. Disgust. Okay. Yeah. And who does badness? Sadness is uh, what's her name from? She's Phyllis in the, from the Phyllis office, from the right? office. Yeah. Okay, because I was thinking this this watch she does an amazing job. Yeah, but I just think the the dynamics of the voices is so good. The story is great, and like having a movie that like totally checks in with emotions. I think it just like sets it apart for me as the best the best one. Gotcha. I feel like visually, I didn't really. Uh, dig it and i kind of avoided it for a while uh and when i watched it i ended up really liking it like most pixar movies i might not be super excited before i see them but then once i see them i'm like yeah they're still pixar they still know what they're doing but yeah that was all i've seen oh 
Uh, well, do you? Where do you rank it on the Pixar movies? Where do I rank it? I. F- it's probably lower half, honestly. Lower half. Uh, wow. I do, well, I like Pixar movies a lot, so uh, it's not that I dislike this movie. It's just that um, I think because it's you know because it doesn't really nail it visually for me. I think that knocks a couple points down, and then you just have so many like Pixar classics. And honestly, it's probably not uh, bottom half if if we're just looking at like every single movie that Pixar has made. Uh, just kind of like the standout ones, and 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 like Cars is definitely going to be lower than it. Maybe even like um, Incredibles two, but Incredibles one is I think top of the list, and then. You know, most of the Toy Story movies come after that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess I would have to uh, totally re like like spend some time thinking about what Pixar's put out and where I would place them. I don't really have that that list ready. Sure. <laughs> so maybe it's not accurate that it's bottom bottom half. But there are a few things that that just kind of like weird me out about it. In, anytime you kind of um, abstract and idea like that like create a world where it's um it's based on something real so these are like little creatures living inside her head they're her emotions and they store things they're represented in glass balls anytime you get to that kind of representational thing where it's like uh um everything is a metaphor i start picking apart like well if this is that then that doesn't work why would this do that they set up rules and they don't uh always work out 100 percent. sure like if you're actually thinking about emotions and you have like this whole this is your goofy emotion right and it's an island that's completely separate from your family emotion and then by the end they're combined but like none of that fully really makes sense in terms of how emotions work and so those are all like nitpicks because i still really enjoy the movie but anytime you get into that territory, and same reason why I thought I wouldn't like Good Place, it's kind of like inventing, this is the afterlife, and when you die, this is kind of what happens. Yeah, but, you know, does that work? What happens if you get brought back? All, all that stuff. You start questioning it. Okay. Fair. Wrong, but fair. <laughs> I accepted that. Like, I, I think that it's cool that it's your, your first. I can understand why why it would be i also think it's cool that it's my first um (laughs) robert what about you what are you seeing see i think since we last got together i saw tremors um and that's a a good old fun movie about some good old town that gets attacked by tremors yeah but where does it rank on your pixar movies um This one is not, it's such a departure for the Pixar movies, so it's definitely lower on the list for me. Um, <laughs> and all, honestly, no ride presence almost at all at the parks. That's so nuts to me. Um, no, it's a fun movie. Um, Reba McIntyre is great as uh, the, the wife of the crazy gun maniac who lives in town and knows how to make bombs and stuff. Um it's like a miracle that Tremors attacked instead of him deciding to like you know go after groups of people instead. But uh, <laughs> mm. he serves his purpose in the film. Um, no, it's just like a, a fun one, and all of the the props are really great. All of the the wet, gross props. Um, 
I got to like, see. was Reba McIntyre in anything else, really? Because she, she did a great job in Tremors. She didn't she have a show? She had her own TV show even? for, like, she eight had, years. Yeah, she had Reba, and I, I feel like she she had a couple kind of... She wasn't, like, a big actress, but I think she took acting roles. I think she was fairly well-received in the stuff that she would appear in. She was great in that Lonely Island video that she did. <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, it was a spoof on, like, the, the Lonely Island video was that uh, Andy thought he was meeting Reba McIntyre, and it's Keenan with a red wig on. And so he just is like convinced for some reason that this is Reba McIntyre, and so he like go gets into this like weird relationship with her, even though it's just it's Keenan with a wig on. Nice. Wow, it's a good one. I like, yeah, I like it. All right, so it turns um, out she's in that Charlotte's Web movie that we were talking about the other day <laughs> that you didn't think existed, Andrew. I still don't think it exists. <laughs> um. The other movie I saw recently was uh, Men in Black. International? The only of Men course. in Black hey, in my hey. book. Hey, yeah, I only watch International, my man. <laughs> Extended cut. That's right. Uh, um, the ones with the bloopers edited in. <laughs> um, and, uh, no, I watched the, the classic uh, baby... baby uh, Baby, every version of the actors that are in the movie, because it's so long ago at this point. Except uh, um, not Baby uh, K, because we see that in Men in Black Three. Yes, yeah, I remember liking some of the maybe the villain design and stuff, but overall, really diminishing returns on the Men in Black series. I enjoyed watching Number One again. I thought it was a a fun little script, and it moved along pretty quickly. All the all the weird you know, revelations of who's an alien in the world are fun. And, and it's, it's just like the perfect fish out of water thing where Will Smith gets brought in and like basically has like a day and a half to go from wook, rookie to, oh, I almost said Wookiee. I don't know if they're in that universe. Um, to go from, <laughs> wait, someone just jumped into the call. Um, <laughs> Chewbacca? To go from rookie, <laughs> rookie. Um, and it, it just like, the effects are great. That's another one with really good, practical effects and the cg stuff it it hits that because it is trying to evoke a very kind of retro sort of aesthetic it and it it does it so well and it makes the actual design of the aliens and the cg they choose to use really just work all together perfectly i I really enjoyed it also great uh vincent d'onofrio performance so fun that character is just like great his skin sloughing off the whole movie and he does get like worse and worse at it all it's like decaying by the end it's so good it's so funky i recently watched i've been watching some like uh deep fake videos where they'll take uh you know the face of an actor and put it over the face of a different actor and uh, oh, they uh did, yeah they did Mulder and scully in that scene so like his wife is scully and, oh interesting uh, yeah, the weird Vincent hmm. D'Onofrio all all messed up faces uh, David Duchovny, and they I think before that they play a little clip of of uh, Mulder and Scully, and Scully's talking about how you know do you ever think about just you know retiring somewhere, going you know just going off and uh, and living a normal life, not being in the FBI, and then it cuts to them living in this house and aliens come crashing down. 
pretty funny. Um, I also have, I didn't see it like this week, but I have seen it within the last like year. And the, the one scene that all, they sort of stood out to me is like it, like the, for some reason, the visuals just kind of weirdly don't hold up is the scene where Jay is helping that alien give birth in the back of the car. And for some reason, the portrait of the city in the background is, it looks so fake and bad, but like every other visual effect surprisingly holds up well. It's just for some reason that one shot of the city in the background looks very, very fake. Huh. Really? And therefore it's a bad movie. I wasn't paying attention, but I did think the actual effect of Will Smith getting kind of like tossed around by the tentacle does look good because obviously there's like CG around him and around like the actual tentacle. Um, but as far as like him, like, I don't know if they had him on like kind of like a crane or something, but like he looked good. He looked like he was pressing against the car and trying to get it to get away. And I, mean, I don't know. I felt like, I felt like most of this stuff looked great. Plus the baby that he actually grabs is like an amazing prop. It's, yeah. it's wet. It's moving around. It coos. It's eye, it's eyelids click back all weirdly. And then of course it spits up all over him. It's, and it's like, that's it. It's in, you know, 15 seconds of the movie, but it's great looking. It's indicative of the rest of the stuff that they put in the film. It looks so good. And um, I love the prop of uh, Edgar's truck, the, the exterminator truck that he shoves the, the UFO into the back of. It's so cool. It's so like iconic. Speaking of iconic, dude, that's that song too. <laughs> it's amazing. That's held the up. Which? The the Men in Black song? Which song? Yes, what, the Men in Black song. And even the um, the Elfman, the soundtrack, it has a great, mm, mm-hmm. it has a really good soundtrack that really has like a, has a, that like, ooh, it has that kind of warbly UFO-ish quality to it. So mm-hmm. it does, makes it, makes it feel retro as well. And, and it also has like the ominous stuff. It has buggy sounds whenever Edgar creeps around it's really really awesome if you watch it again pay attention to that too um yeah it was really enjoyable so that's that's what i'd seen um uh, movie wise yeah i watched for for throwback to school i ended up watching three of the twilight movies uh twilight and then twilight new moon and then twilight breaking dawn part two and wow what they're not good movies um, mm-hmm. as we discussed on the <laughs> Throwback to School podcast, they're not very, they're not good. But man, this, it's sorry. Go ahead, Max. This must have been one of your episodes, right? Throwing back to your high school experience. That's watching right. A ton of Twilight. That's right. Uh, so we we're talking about there. It's so weird that they start as like this kind of weird Romeo and Juliet analogy, and then. By the fifth movie, it's just vampires. Like the the last half of the last movie is just like vampires ripping other vampires in half, and like it the the amount that like the violence gets like scaled up in just a couple movies is pretty. It's pretty wild. Um, yeah, is that I, mainly in the? You said you watched the trilogy. Is that mainly in the third one? It's so I watched one, two, and five. So okay. I okay, I, I have seen. <laughs> I had seen three previously on a different Throwback to School episode, so I just have not seen four now. But the person we were uh, interviewing, uh, my friend Taylor, suggested you you should watch one, two, and five. Those are the only ones worth watching. And so I skipped four. Four is now the on- the lone one I haven't seen, so I may watch it at some point. But um, just a very wild escalation from like 
sort of pseudo flirting to then yeah just vampires like literally one vampire grabs another vampire by the teeth and like tears half of his head off um it's pretty the escalation like i said pretty wild um and that's those are those are the canonical fights because i know there's famously a i, I don't want to i don't want to spoil robert, this old, uh, robert old series robert don't do it <laughs> okay all right um I also, speaking of Kristen Stewart, watched the new Charlie's Angels. Oh boy! Oh, oh boy! I haven't. Uh, I didn't even remember. I think I don't even remember when did it originally come out in theaters. It came out last year. Um, she is the lone good part of the movie. I think she's very fun in it. She's playing against like against type, which she's like surprisingly good at, and I thought she was very fun in the movie. The movie is not very good. Um, it's it's definitely too long, and like it's overindulgent in how long it is. Like if it had been like, you know, like ninety to a hundred minutes, I could consider it to be fun. But when it goes like two plus, I think it's just like you're you're serving an audience that's not there, and I didn't enjoy that length. But I thought she was really fun in it. I feel like a lot of movies are going too long nowadays. Where yeah. they they kind of got the um, the cue from the MCU or something that you could do a two or three hour movie and keep people in their I, seat, but uh, it's not true for every movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think two for me is not like a detractor specifically. I think it's funny because like it feels like sometimes I will look at a list and feel like I would rather watch two hour and a half movies than one two hour plus movie, but. Um, I don't know. I think it's just more like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. Sometimes I, I don't try to make it factor in so much unless I, you know, truly have a hard out or something just because, uh, sometimes they're not being overindulgent, but it's just same to hear that maybe they could have trimmed some fat or something. And it, might yeah, have been it, just, a little... it, it really depends on the movie. Some movies definitely justify their two hour run like, and you don't even notice that you're watching it for two hours. And some movies you get to the hour or 30 minute point and you're just like when is this movie going to end and it keeps going forever and ever and then yeah. you really like when you notice it while you're watching it that's when you really start to pick apart like that should have gone this should have gone why is this taking so long like uh it's but it's not every movie like you can have a three even four hour movie if it's if it's worth it it can be as long as it needs to be but, like, did Charlie's Angels, this one, need to be that long? No, and, like, it, it's one of those things where less is more. I think, like, had it shaved, you know, 15 or 20 minutes off of its runtime, I think it'd be a much more enjoyable movie. And, like, I, you know, I understand. So Drew Barrymore was a producer on the movie. And, like, Cameron Diaz, I think, is largely retired from acting now. Um, and Lucy Liu, you know, is, I'm sure, busy doing other acting things. But, like... You know, it might have been, you know, because it's a it's a movie that acknowledges that there have been other Charlie's Angels, including the Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu team. Um, but they're not like, you know, and I'm not saying that they had to, you know, like do a Ghostbusters and have them be scattered out throughout the movie, but might have been like a fun thing to like have them cameo for a second. You know, like it's more like 21 Jump Street where uh, Johnny Depp and, and the guy whose name nobody knows uh, show up at towards the end of that movie could have been like a fun little like oh hey it's this you know this group meeting this group so I don't know I largely or, like a misfire that like teeters on being pretty fun 
And again, Kristen Stewart, I think, is the lone standout of the movie, but otherwise kind of missable. Is it, a, is it a spoiler who the who like the villain is, or is that not in like the marketing, or should the, I not know? Uh, so there is a twist on who the villain is, and then like, but for the majority of the movie, the the villain is like this kind of uh, is this hitman that targets them in the beginning of the movie, and um, you don't like you don't find out who the real villain is towards a little bit later in the movie. Um, and that is itself kind of a twist, so I don't want to say who it is. You, but don't, you, don't, you don't have to say, you don't have to react to this, but I think I'm calling that it's that it's Charlie. You son of a bitch. How could you uh, impugn Charlie? I'm calling that it's uh, Crispin Glover again. <laughs> yeah. There is a, I the, love him it, in that movie. It is funny. The actor that plays the assassin is like, I was thinking like, he is slightly Crispin Glover-ish in his like, mannerisms the way he oh. looks it's like a um he's like remember my brother <laughs> um yeah so i i can't really recommend it. it it's it it has it's fun moments but it kind of takes itself a little too seriously to be truly fun and then the last movie i saw was the recent adaptation of little women by greta gerwig and i thought that was delightful just a very wonderful yeah. movie. Everybody's great in it. I enjoyed it a lot. And that's it for me. Right on. Shall we get into some TV shows we've seen? <laughs> we've seen TV, baby. Max, what have you seen on TV? been a while since i heard that i <laughs> see i watched the second season of umbrella academy and uh no spoilies no spoilies okay yes, it was please. it was enjoyable some enjoyable watch um i don't know if it was as good as the first season but uh, i did enjoy it one thing that bugged me about it is they do the the typical superhero thing of just throwing them all in in black and calling that a superhero outfit uh, and it's lazy, and it doesn't work for me, and I wish they'd stop doing it. But other than that, you know, everyone has, you know, their personalities carry over from the first one. They go into some interesting stuff. It's worth a watch. You wanted the costumes from the Grant Morrison run of, Umbr- of Umbrella Academy, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's it's disappointing. I also like that uh, Grant Morrison, what you're referencing, the Grant Morrison X-Men run. <laughs> But I was really disappointed that that's kind of like um, what uh, inspired, I think, the X-Men to go entirely black leather for whatever reason. And yeah. then that's kind of stuck around that in the Matrix and everyone kind of feels like that's a legitimate superhero thing to do. And uh, it shouldn't be. Um, and then the other th- thing that I've watched uh, is Westworld. I started watching that and I've made it through all but one episode of the first season. Had you not seen uh, it before? No, this is the first time through. What do you? Th- I, I haven't watched it yet either, but what do you think? Ooh, you should check it out. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I like I like westerns. So, um, How about a whole world of them? Yeah, I know. It's so good. Um, and then also I feel like it plays a lot with just the idea of a video game. So as a gamer, I, I, um, I like the idea of it. 
of you know kind of when you're given your own world with no consequences how do you interact with it and it kind mm-hmm. of takes a line saying most people go you know kind of psycho with it which kind i like think fall, is it like ruins like a fallout run yeah exactly there's a lot of those uh things that are reminiscent of that and i think a lot of it is uh kind of how things get ginned up so i don't fully believe it like like when people talk about uh grand theft auto right they talk about you know just and if you watch robert play this is exactly what you think you just go out and like nuke everyone in the city and blow up everything but if you're like playing through um grand theft auto you're also doing stuff like walking a dog and calling your friends and going out bowling and doing stuff like that so wait did you say say that's what i do when i play (laughs) (laughs) yeah i remember uh you would just like i don't think we had it for a couple of months we were both playing it and um after a couple months you had gotten through maybe a mission but most of the time when you went in you would input cheat codes for infinite weapons and unlock everything and then just run around shooting people and and like watching everybody rag calling out robert jesus <laughs> Yeah, I was just trying to get my dark emotions out. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so maybe, maybe you should watch Westworld and see. I want to say the wait. Am I thinking of the wrong game? Wasn't there the code where you could make the cars like like track onto you, and you would have to like run away from them? Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was oh. Um, either that one or um, Saints Row. I think maybe Saints been, Row has a mission like Saints that. Row. Um, but how dare you say that? And um, <laughs> my gaming is different now. I would say, in fact, I like walking simulators and things that are a little more chill now, my friend. Yeah, I agree. And I'm actually very excited that they just announced that the Goose game, the untitled Goose game, is getting multiplayer. Is it yes. really? You have two yeah. geese. Oh, gonna, wow. Yeah, it's a free update, and you're going to have two geese running around causing mayhem. That's the mayhem that I enjoy. <laughs> I like the mayhem from the uh, State Farm commercials. I don't know. Oh, I think the, I think most of the characters are just like you know blue collar people that are just trying to get their job done, and these geese are, are you know terrorizing them. I think it's awful. I, Robert I wanna, wants to play as the a... guy who gets terrorized by the geese in the game. And while we're and while we're talking about violent video games, Max, I want to apologize publicly for I know I should have gone on and done a pacifist run on Halo, but I, I was I'm sorry I killed all the aliens. <laughs> I know I know I shouldn't have. I know I played it weird. I know I played it really aggressively, and I shouldn't have used the energy weapons and weapons to kill aliens. So I'm sorry. One thing I have to do a, a quick aside because Andrew mentioned the mayhem thing. Uh, if you if you do watch those commercials, the Allstate commercials with the with the mayhem guy, and uh, the one with Tina Fey comes on where they're riding in the car. Yeah, and look he's a at dog. the way he holds the lipstick. It is the weirdest fucking thing nobody should hold lipstick the way that that man holds lipstick well he's a dog and it, in it, right? a, it throws me off every time i what see a, what a weird specific like that specific prop but he's Usually a, for me that's a, a video game controller it was on hulu so often i saw it over and over and it would creep me out every single time but and he's once he, you see it if if it comes on you'll see what i'm talking about he's a dog in the commercial though right the one with tina fey not in that one. I think um, he, in another one he is. There's a different one where he's riding in the car, and I think he's playing her like mother-in-law or something like that. And he's he's just putting on lipstick while looking in the rear view mirror. Hmm. So if that one comes on, or if you want to look it up, it's it's fucking weird. Oh. Uh, but then back back to the video game thing. 
like when when given a choice in video games like for example um mass effect where you can choose to either be good or bad i think it's somewhere like uh 70 to 80 percent or something like that people choose the um the good playthrough rather than the bad playthrough so even though it's kind of this idea that people go in and and play grand theft auto to to just be um you know nuts go crazy uh most people when given a good option will will choose that uh and so i don't know they they also play with that in westworld (laughs) to get back to westworld um sorry (laughs) but i recommend it i would check it out and it's not just video games it mentions a whole lot of stuff and consciousness and uh you know what is living what is the purpose of life and all of that good stuff um, it's not perfect in every way or anything, but it's a it's a good watch. I, I've been enjoying it. Cool. Get ready for a lot of nudity, though. They they have a lot of hey, naked people. <laughs> I'm ready, Max. I'm ready. You're ready. <laughs> I th- I thought you might be. Um, because they bring out like the the uh, dolls or whatever the uh, the robots the the. Uh, the hosts, they call them, the, the ones who are created for the park, uh, whenever they're doing diagnostics, whenever they bring them up or down into the, the lab area, they're almost always completely naked. Okay, I'll watch the show yeah. tonight. I'll, I'll start right now. I don't <laughs> say no wait, more. Wait, wait this, this show has audio? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, that, is that it for TV for you, Max? That's it. That's all I've seen. What about you, Rob? Uh, the TV I have seen is Star Trek Lower Decks. I watched oh. the first the first episode. It's free on a little platform that deserves a shout out. YouTube. <laughs> so what's uh, that URL once again? That what's that? What's that URL one more time, Robert? Yeah, uh, you know what? I I don't have it at, uh, right at, at the top. In fact, I'm not even positive how to spell it, but I'll we'll plug it at the end. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I and I don't know if it's uh, .net or org or what, but yeah, I don't know. They might someone might have been sitting on the original uh, URL they wanted. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks. It's it's. I'm trying to think if it's, if it's maybe even the, some of the same animators. It definitely has a very Rick and Morty quality to the animation. Maybe think- not as like wobbly. What's that? I think it's more of the uh, if I if I remember a quick brief article I read it's more of the Gravity Falls. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, <laughs> what's this article? <laughs> well, actually, if you go to my blog, no, no, you've got you've got the Picard uh, remote or uh, you know profile pic. So please, uh, please, Starfleet Captain, enlighten me. Hey, that was fucking Max that did that and not me, so why don't you fucking back off my back? I'm the one with the Spider-Man uh, Mr. Rogers icon. I'm talking to both of you. You're both, you're both uh, uh, Trek-knowledgeable. Um, I would definitely say it, it also doesn't, you know, it's, it's, I think it's not shockingly like a lot like goofier than most Star Trek, um, or at least most Star Trek is un. Uh, intentionally, <laughs> I think there's probably some recent Star Trek that is uh, people laughed at, but um, this one is I really like the voice cast and yeah, it did have I, I do like the overall plot that it's the, the overall thing is that it's just the stories of the crew of people that 
aren't on the bridge and aren't usually the focal point of the episodes, um, but aren't quite the red shirts, maybe. Um, and the first episode was pretty fun, and the animation was very slick. Like, I think I was saying, like, it's it, it reminds me of... Uh, I think it's Gravity Falls is what it reminds me of. <laughs> I, think I, read it, I think I read it in an article. Um, I don't remember where. Um, it, I think it was boring anyway. Um, anyway, um, but it, it's a little cleaner, I would say. It's a little like... Uh, Rick and Morty has kind of like a like a wobbly kind of texture to everything, and uh, shots fired at Rick and Morty. Yes, right. <laughs> um, I, I really like it. It's very nice looking. And um, I already mentioned the the cast is great. The actual voice cast um, was really good. And the first one is sort of almost has a a bit of a B plot that's sort of like uh, zombie ish. It was it was interesting choice. Yeah. I yeah. I did I did watch that one, but uh, I watched it at work, so I was only able to half pay attention. Um, the The thing that I got the most from it is it felt like they uh, had written a script for sixty minutes and then found out that they had thirty minutes, and so everyone spoke at twice the speed. <laughs> hmm. But uh, I thought that parts of oh, it were pretty and, funny. Like, kids I, I kids need was... to hear faster. <laughs> exactly. Open so. mind. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't shock me? Um, but I thought it was a pretty enjoyable. I don't, I, I don't think it's going to convert me to the CBS app or whatever, whatever you have to get on to to watch it. But I thought it was fun, and I think in the way that there's ancillary Star Wars stuff that doesn't have to be like super serious um, or necessarily canonical to be enjoyable. I think like maybe this is like a fun, you know, alternative Star Trek thing, just because like they're having fun with all the themes of Star Trek without it being, yeah all just, you know, diplomacy and, you know, uh, you know, super strict uh, canon and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. I'm surprised that you haven't watched it, Andrew. Uh, I honestly forgot that it existed, and I, unlike you, I am a CBS All Access subscriber, so Ooh. I am going to check it all out. So no excuse to not have seen it yet. Shut up. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, Robert, any any other TV you've seen? No, I, I watched the Simpsons episodes, but I feel like I've I've talked up some of those to death. Uh, so yeah, that's that's basically what I've seen. Um, the, the only show I can say that is new that I've been watching is uh, my wife started watching Lucifer on Netflix. And is that the one with uh, Idris? No, I don't know what that is. Um, but it's it's based on the I think it's a Vertigo title which is an imprint of dc but um so it's it's based on a dc character it's you know lucifer the the devil and he's on earth and he's solving crimes um so (laughs) it's i mean it's it's very fun the guy who plays lucifer has his charms he's very charming but also like is like he's the devil so he's dangerous even though he's sort of trying to reform himself a little bit he still has these, like, the actor that they picked is, like, very good at being, like, charming and then, like, sort of, like, touching in certain ways. And then, like, just on, on the drop of a dime can be, like, very menacing and, like, do not cross him in the way that, you know, like, you're about to. And so I I enjoy his performance and I will probably watch more of it. I'm enjoying it. That's all I say nice. about Lucifer. But, I'm trying to look up 
what it was that uh, threw me off. Luther. Luther. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why so I, close. when you said it, I was like, is Idris Elba in it? And like, I, I know he's not in the show, but I was like, what is the project? Cause I was like, I was thinking the same thing. You're right. Like I felt like you were right that he did a project <laughs> either called Lucifer or, you know, something adjacent. But yeah, I think it was probably Luther that I was also thinking of. Lucifer. Lucifer. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, why don't we get into the movie we saw this week, which was Project Power. I did not cue up a song, so I'll insert it later. Project Power, a Netflix original movie starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jamie Foxx about some time in the future, undisclosed time, New Orleans, a drug has hit the street that enables people to have superpowers for five minutes and so uh, uh, Jamie Foxx, who is a former Army member, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who is a New Orleans cop, team up to help find Jamie Foxx's daughter. And they also meet a young drug dealer named Robin, and she's a part of the team. What did you guys think of Project Power? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was okay. Next? Yeah, I thought it was okay. I thought that um, the the plot was pretty basic. I thought the characters were were fun. I think the characters saved it. I thought the uh, young actress Dominique Fishback did a really great job uh, playing Robin uh, opposite Robin. Uh, from Batman. Oh my god, I I just like oh as you were saying that I was piecing that together. <laughs> I'm glad that you got there before me. Yeah, I just noticed because she actually mentioned Batman and I was like, "Oh, it's Robin and Robin making a joke about Robin, Batman and Robin. wow, it was like it kind of too much at once. Hey, Inception. Uh, and then it turned into exactly, it turned into Inception. I was like, "Wait, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's here. Everything's falling into place." But uh I I enjoyed it and it had some moments that were really good visual effects. Like that guy who caught on fire yeah, was really fantastic. And I, I looked at that and I was like, man, I wonder what they're going to do with the human torch because <laughs> that looks really good. <laughs> just, they will just replay that scene over the movie. Yeah. They're going to have to get, um, <laughs> they're going to have to get Jamie Foxx to play Dr. Doom. <laughs> Robert, what um, did you think of the movie? Yeah, I, I liked it all right. I think um, I think similarly the the plot was pretty basic, and I felt like I don't know. I, I feel like it kind of started to lose interest for me when they got to the boat to the at near the end. Just it started to I don't know. It just wasn't as engaging to me. But um, and they they picked some interesting powers that they um, at one point they set up like almost right before they used them, um, and I felt like. I don't know. I, I thought there was going to be something a little, little bit bigger with with some of those ideas, but um, we, we can get to that when we when we talk about it. But overall, good. Uh, I think Max, like you pointed out, um, yeah, the the young actress in it was um, really good and held up her own in a movie with um, Jamie Fox uh, and Joseph Gordon Levitt, especially. Like you know, that was a lot to ask, but um, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, Jamie Fox definitely less Gordon Levitt, but that's not a big deal. Not my Batman. Hashtag not my Batman. 
Um, yeah, I, you didn't like that they sort of telegraphed to you what all the like villain uh, powers were going to be throughout the movie by like sh- having the scientists describe the different animals that could possibly uh, affect like you could possibly see these powers in people. And so like I did think it was very funny that the the scientist is like you could have uh, somebody camouflage like this or they could do this or they could regrow limbs, or they could protrude bones, like a, you know, thing, and, like, they showed up in the movie in that order of, like, here's the three different things that they, this yes. doctor had described. Um, yeah. I I wish this movie had lived up to the potential of it, because, like, I think cast and premise, this could be a very fun movie, but it's, like, it it takes itself so seriously throughout the entire yeah. run of the movie. There's barely like a, there's barely a moment where characters can even have like a moment of levity with each other because it's just so dark and, you know, majority of it takes place at night and, you know, it's just like, and not that every movie that involves superpowers has to be like an MCU movie or Shazam where like, you know, it's kind of, it's a little, it airs on the goofier side at times, but like when we, when we talk about what the MCU does better than than DC, it's usually that they can toe the line between having fun and also taking itself seriously. And this is a movie where I think there's a lot of opportunities where characters could be having you know a little bit more fun with each other, or at least like the the script could be having more fun with the premise. And it just is like it just ends up being kind of meh because it's taking itself so deadly seriously the entire run of the movie and you know it just it just like there's so much that you could do to kind of play around with these powers and to do these things that i just don't think they ever live up to the potential of it i feel like this movie was it it could it should have been uh more shawarma less sokovia (laughs) (laughs) ah perfect robert um, uh, shawarma being the funniest scene uh, in, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely in, Marvel, in all Marvel films <laughs> other than uh, other than Doctor Strange uh, asking if that's the Wi-Fi password is that or, my, uh, or, is uh, my, my mantra my mantra my mantra and we're also we're not counting the uh, the stuff outside of the, the Marvel films that are outside of the MCU otherwise you would have that line about uh, the frog and lightning right oh that's yeah absolutely hell yeah yes um, famous uh, Famous for being in the um, Mutant News stinger, I believe. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, the, I, I, see, I thought that this movie actually lived out, outlived its premise. It, it it's over- welcome. <laughs> it, <laughs> That's it true. That. But it, like, the premise itself was the the episode of you know every uh, '90s show of you know don't if you do drugs they're dangerous and drugs being like a, a way to get superpowers. I feel like that's been done a hundred times before. The premise itself was so uh, awful that the fact that I enjoyed the movie at all, I think was uh, a testament to the, the characterization of it. I, I, maybe you just mean that like a movie where people run around with superpowers is like the, the that basic of a premise that that would, uh, could lead to a lot more fun. Yeah, that that didn't really do it. But the 
the like mixing it up with the the drug use and oh you know we're, this is hard times i think yeah what you're talking about with the getting way too serious it it definitely um went that direction where it was trying to be social commentary and it was trying to be this and that when it was can you, it you guys know unless i like missed a, a particular detail so andrew you already touched on that the the pills it's kind of weird you like twist them on you can't even swallow just the pill you have to like twist capsule to like turn it on but um you get superpowers for five minutes but it's not a guarantee they, they even specify that you could just like blow up um, <laughs> yeah and, and not get a good uh, not get a good power um but i was a little confused because it is it it's always random is that the deal i think your dna like your specific dna sort of has a like whatever like the pill is activates what it is in your dna so it's not like if, you know, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt throughout the entire movie, his power is that he is, like, immune for five minutes or whatever. He has, like, a force field around him for five minutes. And he so, has like, a skin. And so, like, there, you know, the... Uh, as Jamie Pow- or Jamie Foxx's power reveals itself later in the movie, you kind of get an idea that he had that power previous and didn't want to use it because it was so disastrous. Destructive. Uh, yeah. So I don't think it's, like you cycle through these powers or maybe you, you know, one day you wake up and you could, you know, take the pill and, and blow up. It's just sort of so like, like if, if you don't get a bad one, that's your power every time you take the pill. I think so. Yeah. It's kind okay. of like the, uh, the Terrigen mist for the inhumans where you, you get a power from it, but then you, that's your power. Yeah. Of course. What a great show. The inhumans. <laughs> um, Did do you guys play? Oh, well we can talk. Go ahead, go ahead. What were you going to say? The Marvel's Avengers beta. Oh, I haven't touched it. I haven't even looked at it yet. Well, it it involves a, a an inhuman in there. Oh. In Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan. Um, so, do you guys have, like, I, it's hard because, like, I, I appreciate that the movie, you know, I can't, I need to stop talking about run times, but I appreciate that it was under two hours, um, I think that there were some <laughs> there were some scenes that I enjoyed in it, not a ton, but I I think like I would especially like to point out I think the three main actors all do a terrific job in the movie with what they're given. Um, I don't think the script is particularly strong. Um, it's it's hard to pinpoint any character's particular motivation scene to scene. Um, so I think that's a that's more of a script issue than a performance issue. But I do think that Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Jamie Foxx, and sorry, what was the name of the young actress, Max? Dominique Fishback. Dominique Fishback. I, they all do terrific jobs in this movie. Whereas I think like lesser actors could totally phone in, and some better you know actors too could very easily phone in a movie like this. I think they all do terrific jobs with their characters and I would commend them for that. I agree. Yeah. Do you guys have any scenes that stand out to you? Um, you guys already mentioned and the effect looks pretty good of um, pretty early in the movie. Jamie Foxx goes to find one of the dealers that has um, the, the pills and his name is Newt and it's obvious from well, so this is a little confusing too. He has all the heat lamps on. Is that only because of the lizard he keeps? Because his face is all messed up. Like he tried to take a pill and something happened, or was that just supposed to be that he he got the firepower once already? 
I think that was it, that yeah. he had the firepower before and something about that. Either he like messed up and burned himself or, or just using it burned him up a little bit. Yeah, because it seems like then if he was, when the five minutes are up, the next time he took a pill, he could just be like scar tissue, basically. It's like, it yeah. would be like, yeah, if Human Torch didn't go back to just like his normal flesh. Um, and later in that scene, he does, he is like, He's on fire chasing Jamie Foxx. It's burning the apartment as he's running through it. And then he, like, gulps, like, two or three to kind of, like, re-up. And um, Jamie Foxx is, like, smothering him in a shower and stuff. It's all very... The effects are really cool on that. Um, um, The one that you mentioned, Andrew, that I thought was just, like, a little disappointing and I didn't feel was, like, the... It felt like one of the last kind of, like, fights, sort of. And I just thought it was funny that they introduced right before was that there's a frog that breaks its own bones as to use as weapons. <laughs> and they called so they it, I think they called it a Wolverine frog. Yeah. So they have a guy that basically like breaks his bones and turns like has like his kneecaps and his elbows have like sharp bone claws, which is fine. Except that like he has the drop on them and he had, like, they have like guns. So it's just oh, like weird. That they well, also that. like he, he, it, <clears throat> the decision that he has the drop on them. And he could jump down and like use his bone claws to stab Jamie Foxx or or Joseph Gordon Levitt, but instead chooses to slide down these containers uh-huh. using his claws to draw attention to himself first. Instead of just like landing on Jamie Foxx and killing him, he decides like I'll just alert everybody to my presence so that you can all run away and Jamie Foxx can get a fair fight in. Was like I I it's so stupid that it took me out of of whatever, you know, if I was feeling any sort of I, way about that scene, it took that me out. Like more of a power, that felt like more of a power that should have been, like, a person on display, like, in a fighting pit, and, like, this is what we can provide. Imagine soldiers with this. And then you see that guy take a pill and fight, you know, a bunch of other dudes. And then, like, the, the woman could be like, mm, I'm impressed. I also thought it was funny that, like, they have the person from South America who's going to like buy these drugs, but she like actually comes herself and then goes to the building to see a demonstration personally. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like there'd be a few more layers removed. Um, the the confusing thing too was I felt like it was a little bit of a waste was um, the woman with the ice power. Uh-huh. Because it seems like it was fatal to the point where you couldn't even survive one minute or, or five minutes of the power without like a room with regulation. And they do cut to a scene where it all takes place like shot from inside the containment unit. And it's like makes for a really confusing fight scene on the outside. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just didn't really like that, that choice. Yeah. I think they were, I think they were really trying with that scene. They wanted to do a long extended one take where it slowly it rotates around yeah. and you see her changing. And then you see them fighting outside. But yeah, you can hardly tell what was going on outside, and then it just, you know, stops for a while so she can CG turn into. And uh, other, I, other than her being, the, you know, guilt by association, she didn't really do anything. She would just like look like a, a party member. So they and they just gave her the pill, and they're like, "You'll be okay." That was the so part I, felt, I thought someone was going to save her. That scene was so perplexing. I yeah, I, Max, I think you're totally right. I think they were like, "This will be like a cool creative decision we can make to like see the fight scene from inside this chamber." But, like, all she's doing is begging for her life. And Jamie Foxx, who is ostensibly the hero in this scene, prevents people from breaking her out of the chamber where this person who did not, like you said, 
she is just along for the ride as far as we know like she doesn't do anything terrible to any person she just seems to be associated with this other guy and so she's dying this excruciating death where all she's doing is begging for her life and jamie fox is in fact stopping everybody from saving her life and then she dies this horrible death like uh, like it looks like she is in so much pain and then our hero is just outside killing all these people who could have saved her life and then he in fact doesn't do a thing to save her and so like it's also i mean it also specifically like there's even a point where i think the music like stops when he like tasers this woman that's attacking him and then like I think, and the scene kind of keeps going, but then like it's just the room noise, and it's always it's muffled because it's like through the glass. So even like the taser and stuff's like just kind of like fuzzy. It was just an odd, yeah. It was obviously in service of like a one shot, but it was so it was such a weird framing device for it. Yeah, I don't know. Also, it was like yeah. what was what was the fear? Like if she he opened it up, she would you know be like die, Jamie Fox, <laughs> like, <laughs> like and attack him. I mean, I get. I mean, I understand that she probably would be a danger not in that room. But it was just—it was just weird. She was—she was like an—she seemed like an innocent, or should have at least like escaped, or like I don't know, broken out and like just started attacking everyone by accident, like hit some of the bad guys too. I don't know. Or like she given like she, she was totally guilty of hanging out with YouTube celebrity Casey Neistat, so that's why she deserved to die. She just got invited there. She was just—she didn't know. I like yeah. That's why I thought like there should have been like at least a scene. Or like a piece of dialogue that sort of like in some way makes you feel like she's a bad person. Because otherwise, like the only thing that you know about her is that she just hung out with this dude, YouTube personality, whatever you said, some dipshit. And (laughs) she goes in there and then she gets used as a guinea pig for this pill. And then she just dies for no reason. And in fact, Jamie Foxx prevents her from being saved. The hero. Earlier in that Oh, I don't even think he's noticing her. I think he's just uh, like trying to kill everyone in the scene, and it just happens to be that he shows up uh, while they're distracted in order to kill them. I mean, I guess like if sound doesn't carry outside of the chamber, that could be that could be a thing. But she's screaming for her life the entire time she is like in there. Yeah, that's true. Rob, what are you saying? Oh, um, uh, I might have lost my train of thought. Uh... Oh, just earlier in that scene, one of the security guards walks over and he's like, hey, you work here? He's like, yeah, yeah, I've been around. Um, hey, there's some people here that shouldn't be here. And he's like, who? Who's that? And then he like shoves his head onto a spiky ice sculpture and kills him. <laughs> yeah. It was like a McBain move. <laughs> Plus, I think it's one of those ice sculptures where you put a bottle like on on the spikes and then like it's all draining down. So I think like, ew, the blood's draining down. Um, so... This movie is on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. I think it just came out maybe like five days ago. Um, would you guys recommend people watch this movie on Netflix? Um, I think I think people will get some have some fun out of this. And like you said, like I think it's it's um, it's the some of the power effects are good, and like some other performances are really good. It wasn't. Oh, I didn't love it, but I would give it like a soft recommendation. I think I think there's an audience for it. Did you love it? <laughs> I Joseph Gordon loved it. <laughs> Max, how do you feel about it? 
I think I would also be in this soft uh, recommendation category. And at first I thought I was going to be in the like non-recommendation category because I think there are much better movies. But if you want to eventually say that you like knew Dominique Fishback before she was really famous, then you could you know watch this movie and use that later because I think she's probably going to go go somewhere. She's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. I I think I lean with you guys. I think it's a soft recommendation. I wouldn't say it's you know you'd be wasting your time watching it, but I think there's certainly things better well spent your with your time. But it's also not. It's not bad, you know, every, like I said, everybody turns into good performance, just the script's a little weak, so, and yeah, soft recommendation, I'd say, for me as well. All right, guys, uh, that'll do it for this one, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.